Ya, 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 ya. Giddy, ya, 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 ya. Giddy, ya. Hey, welcome back to Still Single. We're your hosts, Rob Moore, Jordan Kahana, and Alex Weber. We're just three three single besties in our in our 30s in our mid 30s um god i need this right now guys i need it so bad i just got out of therapy and i love my therapist i truly do he's he's a beast he's a quirky guy Mm. uh he he often i i oftentimes get very excited about new encounters new meetings and then he he very much puts like a sobering kind of like glitter on it where I'll be like, oh, that sounds really great, but like, here's the reality. And I'm such a dreamer and romantic, and it 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 sucks. It's a little bit of a gut punch, honestly, when it happens. Because it it like because it removes the like you from fantasy and gives you like logistics and yeah, it, like brings you to realism. It does. He just asks really good questions, and then I hear myself talking, and. I'm just like, yeah, but I want to like, I want to explore. I want to feel this, I, you know, and, and it, it oftentimes brings up truly like a question of like, why do I even have to deal with this in terms of like, cause I was, you know, I was happily married and I, I still have that, that grief obviously. Yeah. And that's going to live with me forever. But I'm just like, man, dating is hard. Yeah. Like it's just really, really hard. It sounds like a good therapist though. Cause Cause mine just validates me too much. Like she's like, she's like, yeah, okay. That must be difficult. Like, wow. I wonder what that felt like. And I'm like, no, like I don't have it all together. That's why I'm here. Uh, so I think it's good, man, that you get that from her, but or from him, but from him. Yeah. No, I, I, it's funny. Cause then I do have a life coach who's female and she very much validates me in a level that's like, you're doing amazing. Let's write down all the things that you're doing. And they're so great. And then my therapist is like, oh, you think you're hot shit, huh? <laughs> like, let me let me punch you in the dick for a second. Um, and it's good. I'm paying for this. And I'm like, yeah, I'm literally like, ow. Like, I am paying for this dick punch. Um, yeah. What a generation. Do, do, do you ahead. find it to be like a cycle that you're you're in like because we were talking a little bit before we hit record that you have some behavioral issues not issues uh behavioral I've got ha- habits <laughs> yeah. um that that alex and i are aware of that you said that you weren't <laughs> aware of um so to me I, it's I definitely i definitely can fall very quickly for a woman i can idolize a woman and get really excited and I can, mm-hmm. I can move fast and I, re- I reciprocate, you know, that feeling. And when I'm like, Oh shit, we're off to the races. I, I press on the gas pedal hard mm-hmm. and then I get a little scared and this has happened time and time again. Uh, and then I pull away and it's something that I do. And it's, it's, the only time I haven't is with Noel. And funny enough, I, she told me to, to, to not, you know, go on the gas pedal. Like when we started dating, she was like, I just got out of a relationship. I got to be single. You know, I can't date you right now. And I just, 
I remember doing the coolest thing ever and just saying, okay, cool. Let's just hang out. So I see you both looking at me right now and I'm you're just <laughs> like, you're like, Rob, we know, we know your shit. No, it's we've great. All, so it's, got our yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, like I think it's important, and for all the first-time listeners, it's it's great. And just there's, um, and for those that have been here with us from the start, or you know, a couple episodes in, to hear your, you know, being hearing your story and all of our backstories to to refresh the listeners and all that kind of stuff is is great. And it's just kind of like reminiscing of like. It, it's only human to reminisce over like past successes, like of someone, this girl that you were really into told you to like be chill and you were chill and it worked out like, you know, and um, so right. there's nothing, I I wasn't giving a glance of anything along those lines of, you know, uh, I just think in terms of what your therapist tells you and what your life coach tells you and just like the roller coaster of emotions that those bring you, um, the importance of being grounded in reality um, is necessary sometimes. It'll help. It'll only, we all have our quirks or, you know, we could put a lot of labels on them depending on how hard we're being on ourselves, but it's all, it's all going to help Bobby. You know, like this therapist, what he's saying is not with the intention of harming you. He's saying, totally. you know, and, and it's it's not bad to be excited. Like we were talking offline about it. All three of us, like we have big hearts. We're romantic dudes. We have, you know, intense, <laughs> like we come from intense backgrounds. So I, I think we get excited and I don't think that's just us. I think anybody, you, you want to believe, right? You want to believe that this opportunity, yeah. this person, this moment is going to be what you hope it is. Um, it's just navigating those moments well, when maybe it's not perfect. It's first of all, nothing is perfect. I understand that, but I do, I I do think like a deep love, an in love feeling can actually, you know, cozy up to perfection. I think it can. Do you think you could have that cozy loving feeling if you didn't kiss someone near or in a bathroom? <laughs> I I. Yeah, I mean, I've I've definitely well. I don't Jordan's know. so mad because I'm just like outing Rob. <laughs> no, I I think I think the reality is I I fall very quickly and it's intense and it's genuine and then I I, I kind of freak out and I'm in that mode right now of a little like ooh am I freaking out again and then it feels like it is it is a roller coaster for sure. And I also want to point out that um, there's benefits. So my brother uh, uses this reference that like teasing is almost a good thing. Teasing means like we know you so well that we know your quirks and your right, right, right. your idiosyncrasies and your habits. So um, for us to like call you out on that or to to like kind of tease you about these things um, comes from a place of like knowing you so well and a place of love that. Uh, I think we all can be very playful with on, you know, how we all tease each other in that way because we do know each other so well and we do have these um, consistent behavioral um, ticks, I guess you could say. Yeah, but like, I don't want to operate from a place of ticks. <laughs> like, I, I'd like to, I'd like to graduate from, you know, that, that version of myself. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's hard. 
Alex, you're cheesing. This this feels like it's giving you all warm oh, and fuzzy. Dude. Like, I mean, uh, dude, there's so much here, man. I'm also like, we'll get to it. I've got an update and all that, but I'm just kind of laughing of like, it's great, man. It's just like, it's our generation in a good way, in a good way. It's a good thing. But Rob's like my therapist and my life coach. I'm literally seeing a therapist. I'm, I've now, I'm meeting with three different like men's deep work coaches. Cause I'm like, I got to figure out my like, boy my inner wounds and all that and it's just like i know jordan's journaling every day and talks to a therapist and it's it's so good and it's the right thing i just i also can't help note that like our grandpas like they didn't do that like they went off in a war you know our dads I mean? our dads didn't yeah do that. like yeah one generation you know they yeah i don't think my i think my dad's maybe gone to one or two therapy sessions in his life and i'm like Oh, I missed a week of therapy. I'm feeling so much. I can't wait to tell my therapist. I mean, look, you know, strong men create good times and good times create weak men and weak men create bad times and bad times create strong men. Have you guys heard that? Yeah, it's good, man. I like that. Listen, I, it's I'm proud of us for doing it and for anyone listening because it's so damn easy to not do any of that stuff. It really is. And to just keep repeating and just change up your location, change up the relationship, change up the job, have a good time, and then you fall into the same issues, rinse, repeat. And I think a lot, all three of us and, and are realizing like we don't want to just keep rinse, repeating. We'd like to improve the parts of ourselves that we can. So hopefully it works out a little better. Yeah. And and I, I think speaking as, you know, somebody who's single, it's like, um, I, I think this last year and a half since my last serious relationship ended has been very much about me trying to be okay. Single. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had, I've had pockets of okayness and then I sometimes default back to, Oh my God, I need, like, I need a woman. I need a partner. Um, and I don't know if the goal is like to just be okay on your own. Is that, is that the goal? Is that the ultimate goal for, for singledom? I don't know. So you told me today. I hope it is. You're, that's my North Star now. <laughs> I, I mean, I did, I did share that with you. I guess I'm, I'm floundering a little bit. Um, I, I really do think it's like, yes, being, feeling whole on your own is absolutely the goal. Correct. And I think that once you're able to do that, bringing on a partner um, makes it that much easier versus like my better half, meaning like you're not fully whole until you have a partner that can then like do all these things for you. Um, I I, want to push back though, because I think there's a certain level of wholeness that you can get to. You can be whole on your own. But I think the human experience is that much more elevated with a partner. A hundred percent. I think as a species, we are meant to be in communities with other people. That's why quarantine was so hard for so many people. And that's why like, um, uh, you know, uh, solitary confinement is such like a, classic like torture tool like literally spend like being alone and isolated does things to the mind and the type of species that we are 
to, to get super scientific on it, I guess. A hundred percent. So there is that balance. I do think that being around other people and having community and having a partner and building a family and growing is, is definitely an elevated life. Um, but I think you need to be content in yourself to, um, to be able to be a validating partner. Alex, how are you feeling? I'm okay. <laughs> I just saw you yeah. off into the window. Yep, yep, saw that too. Yeah, I just, mm-hmm. just want to check in, man. Hey, you coming uh, to Chicago next week? I'm not, man, I'm not. Um, I have a work thing, and then my mom's going to come out for a visit, oh, so that'll great. be nice. And then I think my dad's going to come out another weekend. But uh, mm-hmm. let's dive in. I, um, I've been in a relationship for about six months and that is now ended and so one might say still single um so hey guys (laughs) (laughs) yeah hey man welcome welcome back welcome back to still single Episode 495. Yeah. Episode, I mean, this is episode 39. Yeah. Good. Um, well, obviously we talk every day, Alex. Um, and I'm here for you. You know I'm here for you. And what I did say today, correct me if I'm wrong, but I just said that there maybe this opportunity, this this space, this singledom is an opportunity for you to find strength as a single man and to find strength in your in your own on your own instead of in a relationship. Um, Cause I think you and I are very similar where we, we strive for companionship and partnership and you know. Yeah. I mean, first uh, both you guys are a blessing. Um, this podcast started because Jordan and Rob and myself were calling each other all the time to work through our own things with love and dating and hopes of being husbands. And um, so that's where this came from. Um, so um, I guess the things that I feel compelled to share are uh, it's one of those things where you, at least I did, I hadn't been in a relationship in three years. And I remembered that when I got out of my last one in 2020, which was right when 2020 became 2020, it was horrible and such a horrible pain um, that I really did not want to go again into a relationship. That doesn't mean dating someone but um, or exploring or seeing if it's there, but really like a committed relationship unless I was pretty sure we were going to marry each other and build a life. And that is what... I felt like we were embarking on and, um, you know, ultimately, and, and I can go into that, but, you know, I think there is an out of alignment for each of us and that's hard. Um, two wonderful people who just, you know, it didn't match up there, but I, I'll, I guess what I'm saying is I forgot how sad it is. And uh, this is the first time in my life when I'm not, running from it. I'm not drinking it away. I'm not chasing after a new opportunity. I'm not working, being a workaholic. I'm just, if I'm sad, I'm just sitting in it. And Mm. it is crazy. 
like I went to the dry cleaners and broke down in the freaking car at the dry cleaners. And it's like, it's paralyzing where I'll have like a work meeting and I'm like, dude, you got to focus for 30 minutes. Like you gotta, you know? Um, So I think it's just something where you just forget how uh, heartbreaking it is until you're, you're in it. Can I ask what cracked you in the car at the dry cleaners? I'm not, I'm listening to really sad music. (laughs) Because I'm like, say a couple artists. Yeah. I mean, I'll send you guys the songs. It's all like, they're all, I'll pull them up, but they're, they're just so sad guys. They're so sad. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, literally they're like, when you love somebody and it's not working out, but you still got to dry clean your clothes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. That's exactly my situation. <laughs> I'm in the car. I'm at the, I'm at the dry cleaner. Uh, I listened to a lot of Bonnie Bear after oh, my last good, breakup. Man. And I just remember being in so much physical pain, I couldn't get out of bed. Yeah, and I just dude. you're just like sick. You're literally heart sick. I mean, heart sick. Yes, man. Yeah, and it's a, it's a physical pain. It really, yeah. it mm-hmm. really is a physical pain. It's not just a feeling. It's um, you know, your body. I I did a lot of research in my last breakup because I just needed to. I needed that was like my way of coping was like researching Quora and how to right. get over you know, whatever. Um, how to get over your ex and like literally your brain gets addicted and attached to these chemicals that is generated by the relationship. And it's, it's Mm. literally like, like breaking a substance abuse addiction. It's like coming down from cocaine. It's like being addicted to, um, to a substance. And obviously, you know, I remember my, my like first 30 days of sobriety. I remember my first 60 days and then 90 days, like those were really transformative, challenging, you know, I don't even know how to exist without alcohol because it, 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 it was mm. such a, it was so a part of my celebration and how I experienced joy. And similarly with, with, uh, this last breakup, it is, uh, you are coming off of a drug. Mm. And, and so I feel like in that, in that sense, you know, for any of our listeners who might be going through a breakup or are going through a breakup, uh, like Alex is right now, it's like, you have that, that tendency to go, Oh, I want to reach out to that person. I, I want to reach for that, that fix. And, and I can do it. No, you can't. You can't. I, I call real quick. I call real quick. No, 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 no. Okay. Because think about it just like Are you having those urges? Um of course. Of course. Right. Um and I think, you know, you you uh, not you, I miss. You I miss it, you know? And um I also know and I I think she does as well of, you know, that that's there's a time and a place to connect and we have had like a really beautiful conversation together, but to, to indulge every 
impulse that I have to reach out is probably not good for her or me and whatever the future has for either of us. I think what is really difficult is I'm definitely in that season of it where I'm questioning what I, you know, my end of the street of, because I have wounds and hurt boy inside of me big time. And this relationship brought that out, as I've mentioned before, where that evolution of myself is so much more stunted than every other area of my life. Um, and so I think it's, that is what can become torture, I think, is playing out the realities of what if you had done something differently or better. I mean, I, I went through that. I, I know, I know that feeling so well, man. It's, it's really painful. Um, I mean, I don't want to like get into the specifics of your relationship. I just know that you're a great guy. You were a great boyfriend and it's totally normal to have those second guessing feelings. Like it really is normal. And it's part of like, it's your brain trying to cope and figure out what happened and you're problem solving. Mm -hmm. So then you're thinking, oh, well, I could have done this or I could have done that. I should have done this. And then it would have worked. And the reality is you don't know. You really don't. You could have done 99 out of 100 things right. And then something didn't work out. You don't know. It's very wise. So, so wise. Is the, is the sad music just like helping or is it like a misery loves company type of thing? It's interesting you say this. I, it's hard. I, for months now, I've been crying a lot, but I cry, but it, I, it's my body. I think from just decades of tough it out, don't distract it away, buck up, man, crush the next, whatever, like get back to work. Decades of that. I cry, but my body like stops it. And so I've really been trying to break past that barrier and just like, if I got a breakdown and like really cry, uh, I'm trying to facilitate that. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so the sad, sad music has been helping in that regard. I mean, something you've said to me compared to your last breakup was you really want to be intentional and feel the feelings. Yeah. This time, because I think in, in your last relationship, you when it ended, you were very much like, uh, you know, not trying to feel it and almost oh, bury yeah. down the feelings. Escaping and it in every way. Exactly. And that prolonged the absolute pain. God, uh, I kind of want to relate it. I'm going to do it. Why not? So after Noel died, mm. I, am, you know, not immediately, but like a month after, I remember I slept with somebody at a wedding. And I got on the dating apps a month after she died. Granted, she was sick for a year, but it was it was quick. And for two years since she passed, I basically was running and trying to get a new wife, a new relationship, mm -hmm. trying to get my life back. Uh, I moved very quickly with somebody. We ended up getting engaged. We moved in together and then it totally blew up in my face. And I have had time to reflect. And I think 
a lot of that problem solving or racing was an escape. It was an escape from the pain, the reality that Noel has, has died. Noel is not coming back. Mother of my child is not coming back. You know, person I was married to not coming back and no version of her is really coming back. Like she existed and now her, her memory still exists, but that is it. And in that escape, there's been a prolonged grief that has been so intense that only in the last year and a half have I been able, because I've really been embracing it and feeling the feelings that I'm healing. Mm. So yeah. all that said, that's a long way of saying, I think you're being very intentional with this breakup, Alex, that feel the feelings, man. Feel like shit. Miss her. You know, cry. Put on Taylor Swift. Cry in the parking lot of your cleaning cleaning. Mm -hmm person i have to go pick it up so I'll, I'll make sure to cry and how many how many times has uh gravity played not once man there's not a, once dang it's uh gravity <laughs> that would just make me think of you jordan and skydiving uh <laughs> um <laughs> no, maybe just like maybe mix a little like happy tunes in there just like every third track is like, i got you just, guys i got you guys just, <laughs> just a happy um, track Rob, I appreciate what you're saying. And it's, um, I mean, gosh, I hate to even say this because it's almost, I don't want to, whatever, you're, you're indestructible. Not, not, you're not indestructible. Dude, you're your very, you're heart, very strong. Your heart is your heart. Like, I want to acknowledge that your heart is your heart. Yes, what I went through is hellacious. What you are going through is hellacious. It's your heart. It is. I see. Look at therapy paying off right now. You're like, yeah. you know, the hard times, and here you are, just like being able to communicate such, yeah. such an insurmountable like grief and pain, and you're just like, listen, like you know, and it's the work, and it's that roller coaster of the highs and the lows, and being brought down to reality, um, the same way that you know. Um, not repeating the same habits. Like Alex, you're talking about how the last relationship, you kind of prolonged it and avoided it. And here you are like, mm. you're growing. You're like three months ago, two months ago on this podcast, you're like, I don't know how to cry. And now you're like, I'm crying every day, <laughs> um, which is great. Like I, I want to acknowledge like to be it to whatever it is from a human like standpoint of just being like, Hey, I'm not capable to express this emotion and to be able to tap into it yes it's like maybe not the way that we wanted to to do that um but we are unlocking these emotions to then like build ourselves back that's good man you I also i mean it. your observationally is as one of your one of your besties mm. uh you seem way less anxious. You seem more grounded. You know, there few few months ago or even a, a month ago, like we'd be hitting record on this and you were having like some panic attacks, man. It's true. It's true. Um, um, not to say that you, you know. Well, all right, let's put on the... Uh, so one that I'm not... You know, all of that comes from fear. And I think part of the panic attack or the anxiousness was fear of maybe this relationship not working out. Well, we are in that existence. 
Um, so there's that, but there's also an acceptance and understanding. And obviously there's my end, there's her end, there's ours together and all of that. Um, I think two things that I, I feel like I want to share. One is I am fully embracing this opportunity of, okay, this is the time in life when these like nerve ends or these openings or these wounds or these traumas are really showing themselves, mm. you know? And I have the awareness and kind of means and time and ability to do something about it. So it's shown itself in like, yes, therapy, yes, reading these books on inner work. Also, like, as I mentioned, like working with some male coaches, because I think that's a good thing for in like different ways. Um, so that, but I, I've noticed the one fear that I'm trying to put boundaries around and not really let get to footing is I remember years ago, uh, I heard this from two different people. One was just like, you know, an ambitious person. And the uh, and then one was like a spiritual, um, someone who reads your birth chart and all that. And basically they both said, you, you're a very purpose-driven person and that's, you know, what is so important to you. You may not have a partner in this life. And who said that? They both said that? Yeah. Uh, one person said it in regards to like, you know, he he was just like, you know, he was a very ambitious individual and, you know, he never really took a partner. And so I was like, oh, okay. Like, I really don't want that. Like, I really want to be a husband. I really want to have be a dad. I really want a unit. Like, I want a little family tribe that's like our squad. I want that mm -hmm. so badly. And then the person who read my birth chart, she wasn't saying it in any emotional or projection. She was just reading my chart and she's like, you have a big purpose. You may or may not take a partner in this life. I was mm. like, well, fuck. All right. <laughs> so I think uh, that fear in my head is, is I, I feel it like wanting to get footing. Like, yeah, man, maybe you'll just, this is just going to keep happening. You know, I, I can totally relate in, in, I've always been like, I want to have more kids. I want to be married. I want to be the family man. And only recently has it been like, maybe it's just going to be Lay and I, you know, maybe I'm just going to be a single dad and that's going to be okay. And I'm going to shower her with love and, you know, focus on career and, and I'm going to, that's just what my, you know, it's being dealt. I mean, as I say it, I almost have some, resistance to it because it's just doesn't seem true to me That's um good. i would say that the guy's perspective was probably projecting and then the is it called an ast astronomer i don't know she does astrology an astrologer astrologer an astrologist your astrologer somebody who's asteroid uh yeah asteroid yeah yeah um oh god oh god an affinity for astrology reading a birth chart is also subjective like there are certain things that come mm -hmm. up in a birth chart and then certain people can pick up this and certain people can pick up that and there's no definitive nobody knows right. if she if she really knew what the fuck was going on she'd be a you know billionaire and have cured mm -hmm. cancer and world hunger by this point astrologist a person who uses astrology to tell others about their character or to predict their future to mess with their love life 
Um, no, I'm in a I, pit of I, despair. I, I do think free will. I think there's a, uh, all these different life paths, and I think we are geared towards some, but I think free will is very real. Um, anyways, that's... Um, I will say it's interesting when the waves of sadness show up. And I'm curious your guys' experience with that because there's sometimes I've been good where I'm like, okay, I'm starting to feel it like last night and I was like, okay, I'm going to put down any technology and distraction. I'm just going to like sit with this. And it's good. It's at night. I'm in my place. It's fine. But dude, I was on like a Zoom call earlier. <laughs> like the dry cleaners, the gym's been a big one. Dude, um, I, I was like, triggered yeah. for literally months after. After after the breakup with my ex, I couldn't drive to the West Side. I couldn't yeah. hear Marina Del Rey. Yeah, Lana Del Rey. No, Marina Del Rey. It's a location. It's her cousin. Oh, you said I couldn't hear Marina Del Rey. That's why. If I heard someone would be like, "Yeah, I live oh. in Marina Del Rey," I'd be like, "No." Yeah. If I saw a USC sweatshirt, I get I get triggered, and it's just like I don't even. You you want to you this this was this was the hardest for me. This was really fucked up. So, um my uh my ex um this was like the hardest breakup that i've ever dealt with she actually ran social media for the rock so i associated um the rock with her and we broke up like right after like fast five so like literally as he was like ascending to be the biggest movie star and i lived in los angeles so it was like literally buildings of his face and you know we're like anything that he was doing it's like he's now in like china promoting like i'm like oh well she's in china right like oh she's over here to like he's shooting a movie in hawaii it's like cool she gets to be in hawaii for like (laughs) it was just constant triggering like and i guess i maybe like allowed that to be a trigger of course um and so yeah, I mean, even Alex, hearing you talk about like being in a meeting and being like, "Can I just focus for thirty? Like, yeah. how, how do I turn this off for just thirty minutes where I can focus it?" And uh, sometimes it's just like you're you're in this cycle where you're just kind of like, "Cool, cool, cool." Just I'll take these notes and we'll just like power through. What can we do? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's it's good. Uh, I definitely not, go, yeah, ahead, go yeah. ahead. No, I was just gonna say you're not alone in like these experiences. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, it's one of the most human experiences that we can have. And and when I'm really hurting, I'm going, I'm like when I'm really hurting and sick because it's sick, like we were saying, mm-hmm. I'm going to that, I'm zooming so far out that I'm going to that place of like, this is part of the human experience. Like what a gift to be able to cry, you know, like that's what I'm like really searching. But uh, it's funny. I think because of the fields that we work in, one of the good fortunes is I'm able to express it. Like I was on a podcast yeah. earlier, I'm able to say it. I, I had a meeting and I felt comfortable enough with the person that I was able to say it. And I think because of the worlds that we operate in, it's it's okay to bring it up. But sometimes I bring it up and I, I feel like that from forgetting Sarah Marshall where there's like, everybody knows you got to stop talking about it. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, no, man, it's still, it's still super fresh. I, I think, um, I mean, I, I went through that with my my breakup where my mom was just like, can you just stop talking about this? Like, aren't you over it? 
my little brothers were like, yeah, dude, that's what every girl does. She like posts hot pics of herself on Instagram. Get over it. <laughs> I was just like, I'm in pain, man. And, you know, I, I will give you the exact advice that you gave to me, Alex, which was oh. so helpful. You just said like, you're going to get out of the jungle, man. You're going to get out of the, you're going to get out of the jungle. And you kind of, you gave me some parameters, how long it was going to take. And you were almost right to the day. Mm. And then you were just like, oh, wow, you're out of the jungle. You're out. And and you will get out of the jungle. It's going to take some time. When's it going to happen? You know, just you know, just as they said in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, you just need to be your L on some T's and we'll just, <laughs> we'll just get there. No, I no, actually, I not, don't think no. that helps. I don't think <laughs> being your no. L on some T's helps. No, I'm telling you, I'm sitting with this. I'm just sitting. Good. Just sitting if, in sadness. If I could honestly give you a realistic amount of time, it's yeah. been, what, it's been a week and a half? I think you got... I don't know when this is coming out. Yeah. You got you got a solid three months. You got three months. See you guys. <laughs> I think I think three months you you won't even be thinking about it. I'm gonna hibernate. S- summertime, Austin. Yeah, dude, it's gonna be summer. You're gonna have abs by then. Oh my! You're gonna God. be so hot, dude. The River Walk, the, oh, the Barton just, Springs oh, stand up comedy. Get this guy dude, a microphone. Cliff jumping, squash, oh dude. God. The amount of like ice baths and saunas. Oh, hot! He's verified now on Instagram. Did you see oh, that? I can we, did. Can we, can we just hold? I thought, can we see? Can we just I, zoom I, back. I I thought that was a thing for a while. Was can is that a new thing? How verified can we just, Alex is right Can we now? just zoom back for just a second here? Okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay. You guys are great friends. You're great friends. You're hyping me up. It feels good. I'm excited for all of what you said. I'm also just sitting in the set. <laughs> so and that's okay. Yeah, sit in it. It's a sauna. It's a sauna. A sauna of sadness. It's a sauna of sadness. Every once in a while, you got to get out of the sauna. Otherwise, you'll die. Yeah. I met you can a go new... back in. You can go back in the sauna and be sad. Okay. But you got to get out of the sauna every so often. This is great. This is That's a great analogy. Okay. So sit in the sauna, sweat your little tits off, and then get out, jump in the shower, go for a run. Yeah. And if you need to go back, you'll go back. Yeah. You want to call her? No. No. No, She's no. muted on or on social. Yes, mute her on What's social. That? You glitched. Right you uh, you cut you out. You didn't mute her. I you told got, that was stop. the first thing I said. You got to mute her. Or, no, once you got to block again, her. Listen, once stop. again, no, don't. That that's just mean. You don't need to like because then she can see that she's blocked on that kind of sense. Oh, so I like block right this, away. This is literally <laughs> more of forgetting Sarah Marshall, where he's like, "You're not fully deleting <laughs> all the the photos." Didn't we just talk about this last episode? Like, I feel like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) this is this podcast is mainly forgetting Sarah Marshall, yeah, because I I recently brought up that after a breakup that I actually went to uh Hawaii for a few days, yeah, yeah, we're just Hawaii, Hawaii, so fun. We do need a guy's trip. We really, I got to see Rob. Oh, what a freaking blessing that was! I was like in the pits of despair, and Rob was like. I'm in I'm in Austin. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm picking you up. And we had such a fun night. Went the to best. the Soho house. And Rob just takes everyone to the Soho house. It's, it's so great. clutch. My ultimate flex. It's so clutch. Oh, dude, it was so good. We were Jay, both so we skis. Oh, so we've much been fun. to the Soho house in Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. We had a double date. That was mm-hmm. cute. Are you two gonna go on another dub date? Probably not. I Probably want not. to I want uh Leia to hang out with my niece. 
I'm um, super down for that. Consider yeah. that a, a double date. That's yeah, the facts. cutest dub date. Yeah. That's a cute dub date. Saturday? Yeah. Wait, cool. next Saturday or this Saturday? I'm not there this Saturday. Yeah, next Saturday. Yeah, yeah, next time. Next cool. time. Are, are they the same age? Um, I think Leia's like six or eight months older than my niece. They're going to have the best time. Yeah. yeah. I think so too. That would be wonderful. Um, are you don't excited we have a to go to Chicago? Uh, yeah, I am. It's, it'll, be, it'll be nice to see some family and hang out with my niece and nephew and see all my boys from, from back home, trying to coordinate with them too, about getting together. Um, a lot of them are migrating to the burbs now too. So it's just kind of like, Hey, whose house can we put up? You know, as well as just like me being like, I guess I can just host it. I'm sure my parents would love to see everyone. Um, but don't we have a question? Uh, we do. We have a question. Uh, it's from Jessica. I think I have one too. Jessica Hayes. Uh, hey there, just finished the gravy episode. At the beginning of this episode, you all talk about introducing your person to your friends group. I agree. This is a big step in relationship. However, I also think it is important because friends tend to know you well. I just got out of an eight-month relationship, and this was a topic that came up at the end. He never wanted to meet my friends or introduce me to his. Therefore, I was wondering what your thoughts were as men. At what point is it an appropriate time to introduce your person to your friends group? I sometimes feel like men and women have different thoughts about this. Thanks for being you, Jess. Thanks, Jess. Thanks, Jess. Snyops. Um, Did we have a full episode about this? About yeah. introducing like the winning couple. I think that was that was the episode. Mm-hmm. But, but yes, let's let's break this down of just when it's time to Well, okay. I think there's mm-hmm. two categories. <clears throat> there's the category of bringing a date to a friend event. That is that is one category where you're like, oh, I'm going to this event. I really don't want to go solo and I just started dating this girl. Why don't I, you know, invite her out and we're going to have a good time and a good fun time. I think that's one category. I think another category is going, I am like actively like in a relationship with somebody. You haven't met my friends yet. I want to introduce you to my chosen family. Those are kind of the two, two avenues of it. I kind of feel like going, I don't know. I'm, I'm a believer of whether it's friends or family, like Leia's different. But I kind of feel like if you like the person, grip it and rip it, like do it early because why not see how it meshes, get feedback, see how you feel with them in your, you know, I don't think it necessarily has to be a huge momentous moment of we are meeting special people. I think it can be just like, you know, great people coming together. The thought that came to my mind is we are just living in such a casual time right now Mm, that I'm thinking of like Jess, you were in this eight month relationship. I think that's a significant amount of time. It's almost a year of life. Um, And to both have not, you know, met each other's chosen family, your friends. My gut reaction is like, was it just like a physical relationship? Was were you guys just like really there to to you know be there for each other physically, or was maybe in your eyes there was a time where you're like, oh no, this could be something more? Mm. And it's just making me think of like how casual of a time we live in right now. 
So you can be in a situation for literally almost a year sleeping together and then you don't you don't meet friends. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's really important to um like the friends meet. I also like um I don't know. I don't put as much pressure about like a significant other meeting my friends as much as maybe like meeting my family. Um, and I, I think it's important to have that at first, um, like one-on-one -on -one time to like really know this person. But there's definitely been a few times I think where it's like, I've gone on like one date with someone and it's like, yeah, let's go meet up with my friends or like on a first date being like, out at a bar and be like, Oh, my friends are over here. We should just go. Like, you're cool. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be anything too intense or anything along those lines, but I do, I mean, calling it your chosen family definitely like elevates the, mm -hmm. the experience, but it is true at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think about the significant others that I've introduced to my friends and the significant others that I've introduced to my friends and my family. And these are, these are big steps. And, um, I think ultimately it boils down to communication. If you're in a relationship, if you're in a situationship, if you're just casually dating and in an open relationship, it's just like, Hey, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with like, Hey, I'd really like to meet your friends. Like you talk about them all the time. I'd really love to have a night out with your friends and see how he responds. And if he gets all weird about it, then it's like, what a weird guy. Mm -hmm. You know, that just that just shows you how he values you and how he sees you. And there's just there's nothing it doesn't need to even be confrontational. It's just like I you can just be honest. I genuinely would love to meet your friends. Yeah. And if he squirms, then <laughs> then get out. Yeah. It makes me think a bit above um I recently watched Goodwill Hunting mm. um, and they're laying there and she's like, I want to meet your friends. Like, or, or, and Will lies about having a bunch of brothers, but like, yeah. um, she's like, brothers. yeah. Um, R Ricky, Bobby, uh, dang, yeah. I, I used to be able to Bobby. do it. Uh, uh <laughs> all 13 brothers. Um, and she jokingly is like, uh, what if I tell you, I won't have sex, like sleep with you again until I get to meet your friends. And he like, he's like, what is it four in the morning? Okay. Let me call my buddies right now. Like, <laughs> it's like Chuck. Okay, good. Go back to sleep. And then the next scene there, they're out like getting drinks and all that. And yeah, it, it doesn't need to be, uh, such a pressurized situation. I don't know. I just, but I do think it is a step and a level up and like a priority that should come into play. And if they are, they're squirmish about it. Is that the right word? Yeah. Squirmy. Yeah. I'd really like to meet your friends. Uh, uh, why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You hang out with them a lot. You talk about also them? not having friends is a, is a huge red flag for me. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, not having any friends is a red flag for me. Alex, how you doing, man? You're you're kind of staring off into the, <laughs> into the yonder. You still um, in the sauna? I'm allowed to be in the sauna. <laughs> you can be in the sauna. It's you okay. Someone's cutting sauna. onions. It's all right. It happens. We're making a good meal. Oh gosh, I love you, dudes. We love you, man.
you're so strong you really are breakups are it's it's a death it's um it's a death of a relationship so grieve it you know mm. it's hard it's really hard okay what is one goal for yourself for next episode like to 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 be at Mm, this is me first yeah uh, <laughs> um i would say um i don't know how to measure this but i would say uh acceptance right huge yeah huge use us for support during that time yeah how about you guys what's what's you can take it anywhere you want what's something you want between now and next week um i need a little bit more clarity um on what's going on there's a lot of moving parts um in my life right now very exciting moving parts um and it's starting to the puzzle pieces are starting to come together um but it's still um not a hundred percent completed so i hope to have that of like hey here's the plan here are the dates this is where i need to be when and Mm. let's go acceptance clarity rob um <clears throat> i'm gonna go with presence mm. i think i'm i'm taking a trip with leia to chicago it's just the two of us obviously she's gonna have a great time with my mom and her cousins and you know but i just she's really at a fun age where like she makes me laugh That's i make awesome. her laugh like she's silly she she comes up you know and i really want to capture these these feelings and and this bonding and just be really present and i i i truly believe i will be that's so good man yeah acp acceptance clarity presence acp you down with acp yeah you know me oh what an episode <laughs> alex i want to say thank you for um, your openness and um, reiterate that I think you are a great dude, great boyfriend, and you or were a great boyfriend, sorry. And uh, I think you're handling the breakup with with a lot of grace. So thanks, man. Just letting you know that. Thank you. Hey, I receive, I receive, and I appreciate that. And I want to thank you too uh to all the listeners thanks for being there and supporting us uh i've already gotten some very kind messages um from people even from last week that were like it felt like something was up with you so um i appreciate it all of these messages whether you send them to me rob or jordan or still single they always put a smile on our face and we share them together so so thank you and to rob and jordan thank you dudes this is very true i talk to both these dudes a lot and they've uh you both have really been there as wonderful friends to hear me out and and check on me so uh i'm very grateful to you guys love you dudes love you guys love you guys good episode <laughs>